Hello, and welcome to the Healing No Filter podcast. I'm your host, Laura Renner. I'm an author, a nurse, and frankly, someone who's been through a whole lot. I'm here to provide you with a weekly dose of relatable, no-nonsense methods for healing your mind, body, and all things trauma-related. Now let's dive in. Welcome to the Healing No Filter podcast. Today, I am talking complex trauma and complex PTSD, post-traumatic stress disorder. So complex PTSD is a diagnosis, while complex trauma refers to exposure to multiple traumatic events. So both occur when you experience long-term or chronic trauma. So essentially, complex PTSD or CPTSD is a diagnosis, while complex trauma is a little bit more of an umbrella term and not used diagnostically. And so exposure to long-term trauma can lead to a slew of mental health symptoms that may complicate its diagnosis. So it's often diagnosed as anxiety, depression, or borderline personality disorder. And this is because complex trauma is still a somewhat new field, even though it's actually not. So I read this article um, from NIH that was entitled Complex PTSD, What is the Clinical Utility of the Diagnosis? Which kind of feels like a fuck you to anyone with complex PTSD, but I'll let that one slide for now. So Judith Herman is a psychiatrist who proposed complex PTSD as a syndrome that describes complex behavioral conditions in survivors of prolonged or multiple traumas and entails changes in emotional regulation, consciousness, self-perception, and relationships with others, among many other things. And she actually proposed this idea in 1988 and published multiple articles about her findings to discuss why complex PTSD is a thing. And so here's something extra annoying about that. So complex PTSD, also known as CPTSD, is still not recognized by the DSM. The DSM is the Diagnostic and Statistical Manual of Mental Disorders that the American Psychiatric Association puts out as a reference book for diagnosing mental health disorders. It's essentially the holy grail of mental health diagnoses. So the American Psychiatric Association is still still saying that CPTSD does not count as a diagnosis. The most recent DSM-5 was published in 2013, and supposedly the next edition, 6, is in the works, but won't be published until 2026. Cool. So thankfully, there's the ICD, which is the International Classification of Diseases. It is a global organization and is run by the World Health Organization. So the ICD-11, which is the 11th edition, came out in 2019 and recognizes CPTSD as a new disorder that describes the more complex reactions that are typical of individuals exposed to chronic trauma. So this is why I'm mostly just going to say complex trauma. We can put the diagnostic part aside because unfortunately the way it's recognized now is still pretty frustrating to me. So if you can relate to complex trauma, hopefully you will still get some value out of this. So complex trauma affects relationships, physical health, emotions, behavior, thinking, learning, and so much more. There are so many consequences of complex trauma. So these are some of the consequences that the National Child Traumatic Stress Network describes that I particularly identified with. Difficulty identifying and expressing emotions, responding incorrectly to ordinary stress with an extreme response and unnecessary fear, chronic stomach aches, engaging in risky behaviors like substances and exercise habits, body dysregulation, including poor awareness to pain or internal sensations, which can lead to injuries with minimal pain, shame, low self-worth, guilt, 
and using dissociation as a defense mechanism. So checks all down the board for me with those. Those were my childhood behaviors and as well a lot of my adult behaviors. But I never would have identified them had it not been for learning about my complex trauma. So for me, my chronic exposure to multiple traumatic events came about through a big mix of big T traumas and little t traumas. The big T traumas were sexual abuse and a near-death experience, both at very young ages. Then there was a lot of little t traumas like breaking my leg in preschool, getting lost in preschool, getting attacked by a dog when my sister left me in the dust by myself, then also getting bitten by multiple other dogs over the course of a year, among other moments of feeling inadequate, embarrassed, ashamed, isolated, and that I'm a bad kid. So individually, those might not cause PTSD in a person, but together they created this complex combination that fucked me up. And all of these happen in a short time between the ages of three and seven, which are very formative years. And unfortunately, with almost all of them, I didn't receive comfort or reassurance that I was safe. And this is not a parent bashing situation. My parents didn't know a lot of these things happened. And for what they did know, they had no idea how much it impacted me. So there wasn't much immediate presence there. And that's okay. That's something that I don't hold against them. And in fact, this is really common. Most parents don't know how to adequately reassure and comfort their kids after a traumatic event because they don't understand how intensely it impacts them. Most adults in general or most people in general don't know even what to ask for or what would help them or especially how to reassure and comfort other people. So this is a pretty universal concept here. And so in my case, I had multiple events that imprinted onto my subconscious mind that I am not safe. I'm not safe in my body and no one can keep me safe or protect me from danger, whether it was physical or emotional perceived danger. That was some deep rooted shit for me. And again, not blaming. The kids are basically walking subconscious minds until they're seven, meaning whatever they are told or see about the world they believe to be true. So I believed and held this belief deep in my mind and body that I am never safe, which, as you can probably imagine, has been very hard to heal and break free of. Because on top of these formative traumatic events, I also experienced multiple traumatic events as an adult. I got divorced. I broke my back. I broke my back again way more severely and had to have surgery. I had a pulmonary embolism. I had seizures. I had a life-threatening medication reaction. And of course, to top it all off, I had a near-fatal traumatic brain injury requiring brain surgery. And all of that happened over just five years. That's a lot. And keep in mind, during this time, I also was working as a neonatal intensive care unit charge nurse, regularly exposed to trauma in the form of death and heavy shit on a weekly and often daily basis at work. So this is just trauma compounded on trauma, compounded on trauma even more. And my adult self was still functioning with these childhood beliefs, behaviors, and responses. So this led to all of the symptoms I mentioned earlier, difficulty identifying, expressing emotions, responding incorrectly to ordinary stress with an extreme response and unnecessary fear, chronic stomach aches, engaging in risky behaviors like substances and exercise habits, body dysregulation, shame, low self-worth, guilt, and using dissociation as a defense mechanism. So while these were all things I struggled with, I learned ways to cope which were not healthy, (laughs) numbing out my emotions, dissociating from pain and feelings in my body, heavy alcohol use, good amount of drug use, and constantly living in a place of avoidance. 
always socializing, never just home alone, always having the TV or music or some sound and noise on and always doing a ton of shit at the same time so I can avoid the pervasive, terrifying thoughts in my own head and feelings in my body, which was awful. I am a, and I'm also a classic example of how CPTSD or complex trauma exposure, you can be very high functioning. I was a baller of a charge nurse. I was very high achieving, always taking on extra projects and doing things to be better and to better the NICU itself. But I was also semi dying inside and I didn't realize it because this was my normal baseline. It was all that I knew for the entirety, pretty much of my life. I had no idea how dysregulated I was. So February, 2022, when I made that connection that I had a lot of trauma to heal, which at first, you know, I was just focusing on my especially shitty last five adult years. But then I realized, fuck, I have a whole bag of wounds from childhood too. And I'll be honest, it was, it was rough. It was very rough getting through this healing process. Lots of tears, lots of feeling like a broken piece of shit, lots of feeling like I'm the only one, I'm this outcast and that I'm never going to heal. I'm just too broken and too far gone. But that was so incredibly incorrect, which thank fucking goodness, by the way. <laughs> but, but yeah, those, those thoughts were all wrong. What it meant was finding the healing modalities and therapies that were right for me and learning how to actually take care of myself. So these included uh, somatic therapies, EMDR, neurofeedback, and rapid resolution therapy, RRT. Also, I took a hard left and started focusing on actual real self-care. So that way, as I worked through these various therapies and healing my trauma, my body and mind were in a good place to actually accept healing and change. This included getting enough sleep, eating nutritiously, meditating daily, utilizing nervous system regulation tools on a regular basis, multiple times a day often, and also not beating myself up through the process, being kind to myself and supporting myself through these challenging moments in time. It's so incredibly important to take real care of yourself while you are uh, taking on a trauma healing modalities because it's going to take so much out of you. I felt depleted, exhausted, overwhelmed, emotionally spent, physically spent, and of course, very anxious and panicky. So really putting that focus into myself and supporting myself was an absolute must, no question. Because if your body, your nervous system, your brain are all in this state of acute stress response or survival mode, it will not only be significantly more hard and uncomfortable, but it will actually be harder to make changes and allow for healing to actually happen. So here's why. Our brains and bodies are wired to resist change, especially if we're in heightened stress, a heightened stress state, because it thinks we're in danger and it's trying to keep us alive. So it will keep you in these feelings of anxiety, panic, fear, and these physical symptoms to fight or run to keep you alive even though it is not a life or death threat, but that's how your body and brain interpret it. So your body and brain need to be in a common regulated place to facilitate change. Otherwise, it will keep resisting and eventually try to trick you into not changing because this is the baseline and all that you know. This was absolutely my case. So this is why making self-care and nervous system regulation routine and a part of your daily life is huge. If you are taking care of yourself, and regulating your nervous system to states of calm, it trains your body to say, oh, okay, this is fine. This is safe to do. So when you're heightened, it is more likely to have an effect. 
if you're only taking care of yourself, you know, when you feel like shit or practicing nervous system regulation tools, only when you're heightened, you're not going to see those results as easily. So for me, it's taken consistent daily practice of meditating, deep breathing, and using some mix of nervous system regulation tools like EFT tapping, moving my body, going for a walk outside, and resting without stimulation to rewire my mind and allow my body to adapt to the feeling of calmness. Activating that parasympathetic rest and digest non-emergency state on a regular basis to make this a routine automatic response for my body. At the beginning, I was very much like, what the fuck? This like this doesn't work. I'm not going to keep doing something that doesn't work. And that was because I was in such a dysregulated state from my complex trauma that my body didn't know what to do or how to react in the ways that I was looking for it to. So with all of these, I was expecting to feel calm, to feel more comfortable, and I just wasn't. So I kind of gave up at first. I just didn't want to keep doing it if it wasn't going to change anything. And then, of course, the more research I read about it and the more I read about it in general, the more it showed it just takes time. It takes time to rewire and retrain your brain and your body to elicit these calming responses that you want. And so I kept trying and kept trying. And again, it still took a while to get these calm, more relaxed responses that I was looking for. But then it did. It worked. Then I was able to reach these states where I was like, oh shit, this really works. Not only does it work to get me in a calm state when things are seemingly normal, but it also works to calm me down and pull me out of panic spirals and heightened stress loops, which was something I was never able to do before. So ultimately, it really is the best thing you can be doing to support yourself, to really help calm yourself down, bring you out of survival mode and states of acute stress, anxiety, panic attacks, and things like that to help you be in this place of realizing that you are safe and teaching your body that you are safe. The trauma that happened to you trained your body and mind to feel like you always have to be on edge. You always have to be on alert that something is going to happen, but that's not the case. And again, this was a means of your body learning how to survive. So it had good intention. However, this is no longer needed. So by utilizing tools to take care of yourself, calm yourself down and to support yourself, it makes a world of difference. Another great tip is having the awareness that these emotions behaviors, feelings, responses, and thoughts result from trauma. And when you realize that this is how you learned to respond to keep yourself alive and survive through traumatic and challenging times, that's really empowering because then you can shift that internal narrative. So then you stop identifying as I'm anxious, I always spiral, I'm panicky, and this is just who I am because it's not who you are. This is not your identity These are learned behaviors and learned responses that you can rewire and change with time and practice. So all that being said, complex trauma is truly complex. It is diagnostically complex. It is complex in its presentation. It is complex to identify what root cause events lead to complex trauma or CPTSD. But know that you are not alone. I'm here with, I'm right here with you. And there's so many people that are here with you as well. And If this is something you identify with, I highly recommend seeking therapy of some kind, whether it is traditional talk therapy or therapy that is more geared towards trauma or whatever just feels best suited to you and where you are in your journey journey and processing. I also highly recommend take care of yourself. This is something most of us really don't do or don't do well. 
we focus on everything else, everyone else, but ourselves. So give yourself a break, carve out some time that's uninterrupted. That's not in front of the TV or on your phone where you can actually calm your nervous system and give yourself that support that you really need. So if you found this helpful at all, I also suggest that you check out my book. No, I'm not fine. Thank you. My relentless journey to healing complex trauma. I get very candid with my process and everything that came up for me and all of the traumatic experiences that really impacted me and how I was able to get to the place that I'm at today, which is miles beyond what I ever could have imagined in the past. So thank you so much for listening and I'll see you next time.